Marriage is a pressure cooker of, <laughs> of refining as we learn to <laughs> love another person, right? And it's just, it's yeah, so true. So it, true. it's good for us. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Welcome to Marriage Talk. I'm Sheldon. And I'm Valerie. And today we're talking about potholes and marriage. You <laughs> <laughs> see, here in Saskatchewan, we've had record-breaking high temperatures. Woohoo! Yes, I am a fan <laughs> of it. But, you know, this has caused a lot of our snow to already have start melting. And when that happens every year, guess what comes around? Those dreaded potholes are all over the place again. Yeah, and that got us thinking about potholes that can appear in marriage. Mm -hmm. And when we don't handle them well, can cause actually a lot of damage. Maybe we even have some existing potholes in our marriages, and just like the ones on the road, we are doing our very best to avoid them. (laughs) Well, today we are going to talk about really the importance of actually going towards the potholes, not the ones on the road, just to be clear, we are, avoid those, avoid those. Yes. But uh, you know what, the potholes in our marriage, that's what that we're, we're going to say is, uh, we're actually going to talk about how, how to go towards those uh, here today. Question for you though, to, to start off the podcast, uh, did you, like, let's get to know Valerie a little bit as a, as a <laughs> child here. Did you collect anything as a kid? Like, was that ever something... Huh? On your interesting, radar? interesting question. Yeah, actually, I did. I collected erasers. What? <laughs> <laughs> I knew. I know. Like, like you didn't know. Um, yeah, really cool erasers. There was one that was a puzzle that fit together in like a little perfect square, yeah, uh, like a three D square. There was a hamburger and milkshake and fries. There were all kinds of yeah. like really cool shaped things that were just miniature stuff from life and i kept it in this cute little bag that i made it it, well it was this little pouch it was like like so i i sewed it little little child me sewed it (laughs) and it looked like a panda bear face yeah and so it was like a white circle and then it had the panda eyes and i sewed the buttons on and there was velcro to keep it closed and that is what i kept my eraser collection in now i if i remember correctly didn't you like pass that on to or one of our daughters had it for a little bit too and they were like i remember this yeah, you know what? I actually don't know if it's in storage or if I gave it to one of the kids. I have no idea. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, you should pull out the family stuff and and see if it's in the the family keeps it. We should. I, I think we still have it. Like I really do. Somewhere. I'm sure it's somewhere. Yeah, yeah. we would not get rid of this. Yeah, amazingly... I feel like one of the kids might have started collecting erasers for Sophia. a short time when they were younger. Yeah, if not both of the girls. Yeah, definitely wasn't Kieran. He no, not, <laughs> not that I'm against collecting he erasers. They were cool. He, he did. But he collects a lot of other things. Everything sports else. Sports related. Yeah, every magazine you can think Anything. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, what about you? Did you collect stuff as a kid? I, I did. My biggest thing was uh, hockey cards. Oh, and I makes remember sense. like uh, the, I mean, when we, when I was younger, like like that was like many, well, I guess I am starting to get a little older. But anyways, <laughs> we used to have gum inside the, like the hockey card package, which was like stale within three seconds of eating it and the white chalk but it was so good it was like what you looked forward to and it's interesting actually just this past week somebody found 
an unopened Opeachy whole set of hockey cards. Which it was like a case, wasn't it? A case? Yeah, like they come in a, a box. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which apparently has could have like 20 to 30 Wayne Gretzky cards in it. This box is worth over a million dollars. <laughs> That's crazy. And it was just sitting in somebody's house here in Saskatchewan and they started cleaning up the house and like, hey, what's up with this Opeachy hockey card? On, like it hasn't been touched. So every card would be pristine in it. Wow. A lot of dollars. There you go. Buy something that in like what thirty years? Yeah, it was forty years a while. away yeah, yeah. will be worth a million dollars. There it is. Buy That's something how, today. Your investment. <laughs> yeah. Forget RRSP season. <laughs> Buy hockey cards. Okay, maybe don't. Don't do that. Yeah, don't take that advice. <laughs> oh, that's too funny too funny all right one more question before we get into the podcast here for you if i had to cook only one meal for you for the rest of your life this is it this is the only meal you get to eat what would you want it to be oh man this is deep we're like we're, we're getting to know valerie here. yeah you know what you, you don't cook that often but when oh. you do cook, I really do enjoy it. You make not, really good food. I'm not sure. <laughs> hey, I cook every Friday. But that's true. You make, make homemade pizza. I make homemade pizza every Friday night. That so is that's true. A, that's a guarantee on the staple that yes. is made. But anyways, anyways and it is delicious you are correct. Pizza, but I will, I will admit, I am not the main cook in the house. Yeah. But I do love cooking. And when I do cook... It's oh, that's so hard. I don't know if I should pick ribs or like smoked pork shoulder or yeah, we'll keep just listing off all the good things steak <laughs> i don't know um okay i have to pick one so i'm gonna pick ribs yeah that's good yeah ribs mashed potatoes barbecue sauce mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. delicious it is it's, it is <laughs> what about you i'm getting hungry now just thinking about it if i had to cook one meal for oh the rest of goodness. your life what would it be i don't know i don't know can it be like seasonal no, it's one meal. Oh man, I am like like again, there's so many good things. Like I love your soups, I love your chili, lasagna, like and we don't have lasagna that much, so I like but oh, but I love that lasagna when it gets made. Uh can it be a three-course meal? Cuz then I could have like soup as as a starter. Ah. Okay, and then I could have I'm not sure what I would have as my main. And then I'd have a dessert. <laughs> I'd have a dessert. This is too hard. I, I don't know if I can. You got to pick just... one. Just go with it. What is your gut saying? Yeah, you make good steak too. I'm going to go lasagna for some reason. Okay, there Maybe you go. Maybe because we just had it the other day and we only have it like. That was a couple weeks ago. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> Time flies. Yeah, it does fly. It does fly. But I'm going to make it a three-course meal. So I'm going to make sure there's a soup in there. I'm going to make sure there's dessert in there. You made, we had that season of ice cream cake in the house where like every month we were going to oh, make Oh, that a was new, the year of the ice cream the cake. The year of the ice cream cake. So yep. that, you know, yeah, uh, somehow I got to fit that into it. Uh, there. I don't think I really answered your question. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, let's move on. <laughs> All right. All right. Potholes. Uh, let, let's get into that. I, and actually, as we really started thinking about this concept of potholes, I was curious on what caused them in roads. Like, like how do they get created? Where do they come from? All those things. And, and maybe, maybe you already know this. Maybe our listeners already know this as well. But did you know that potholes are created by the expansion and contraction of water 
I, I didn't know that until I started looking looking into it. You see, water seeps in under the pavement and in the cracks of the pavement, and it freezes, and then which then causes it to expand. And as it thaws, it creates these soft pockets. And over time, with the constant pressure of vehicles, the asphalt breaks down, and well, voila! There you have it. <laughs> we have a new pothole that we are trying to avoid with our our vehicles out there. And here's. Here's the marriage analogy. Like, like as I started researching it and, and thinking about it with marriage, here's the analogy with it all. We can have things seep into our marriage. I mean, we, we all can have that take place. But if these things are left unattended before we know it, we will have those potholes, those huge craters, those things like that, they're going to appear uh, in our marriage under the pressure that forms and and having those cracks be unattended, which, uh, you know, it can just lead to pain, frustration, anger, and actually it can, can lead to serious damage, just like it can lead to serious damage in, with our vehicles. These unleft cracks, it can it can lead to damage in our relationships as well. Yeah, it's true. And so, what do we do to ensure that we don't reach the point of having those potholes in our marriage? Because let's face it, there's going to be cracks. I know that doesn't sound like too much fun or too promising <laughs> yeah. of hope, oh, but we have to admit that you know what, marriage is too sinful people trying to live as one and that alone is difficult enough at times so how do we repair the small cracks before they become those damaging huge holes just waiting Mm. to claim another victim (laughs) and really that's what we want to talk about in this episode Mm. and we have three thoughts that we think will help us all deal with the cracks when they appear rather than letting them turn into those craters or potholes right right so first thought that we have here is for us all to identify the cracks to identify the issues that are there you know is this uh, here's some questions that we can be asking ourselves too right like is this a relationship crack or a personal crack is this a me issue or is this an us us issue to, to deal with and often our our me issues they actually can spill over into the relationship because in marriage well we impact one another right? we do <laughs> and so yeah if it's impacting me it is impacting you but it could also just be a me issue that I that I really need to deal with and then and then it's more of the spillover that that's happening inside side the relationship that that's going on there so uh, what are some things then that we can do, do you think, that, that could help us to identify the cracks? Yeah, I think if if we have an issue or a frustration or whatever that, you know, that, that seepage that's causing the crack is, we encourage people to pray, right? Ask God to search our heart and reveal what's going on inside of us. Mm -hmm. Sometimes writing down the issues and the feelings can help us because then we have to intentionally form it into coherent words and Mm -hmm. sentences and thoughts. And then we have to ask ourselves if what we're feeling, if it's true, 
right? Sometimes we get ourselves worked up over something and it's actually not true. It's a misunderstanding or we we didn't clarify or whatever the case might be. It, it just might not be true. But other times, you know what? We have a legitimate complaint that needs to be addressed. Mm-hmm. And that can help uh, show us that, right? And really it boils down to intentionally processing and then humbly evaluating mm-hmm. what the issue is to identify the crack that's starting. Mm -hmm. And then once we've identified the issue, we encourage couples to go towards it. Not around it, not avoiding it, not on the other side of the street, but to actually deal with that crack, right? Avoidance never solves the problem. We have to acknowledge it and then we have to deal with it and using the right tools and all those things. But we do have to be intentional. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I think, like, as you're just talking about using the right tools, and, and now maybe some of us don't have the right tools, or we're like, you know, they hear that and like, well, well what is that? Or how do I learn those things? Because if we don't have them, I we would encourage people to find them. Yeah. Right? Like, like, let's work on our That's ourselves. what we had to do. <laughs> yeah, let's work on the relationship. Yeah, we had, for us, we had to find new tools. We had to find a new way. And, and we can do that by reading books that are out there we can listen to podcasts thank you for listening to marriage talk hopefully this is helping you know fill in or or deal with the cracks in the relationship uh we can attend a marriage conference uh those things can really help us now if uh, you know as i said like if there was only an organization that we knew that had marriage conferences that we could recommend (laughs) i just anyways i just uh oh my <laughs> yeah, yeah, but there really is. There's a lot of information out there, and, and that is available for us. And and you know what? One of those organizations, it's Family Life. Like, yeah, it's who we work for. I was kidding when I was like, if there's only one, like like we we do know of yeah. one, and and we work for the organization with Family Life, where their whole goal is to bring help and hope to marriages. And and we have conferences that that couples can attend. Yeah. Yeah, and all joking aside, there there is huge benefit to attending one of those conferences yeah. because you get practical tools, you get applied wisdom, and then you get a chance to process it, right? And so the the beautiful thing about attending it together, a marriage conference, is that you're doing it together. Mm. That That is a huge benefit over maybe doing a book or listening to a podcast individually because in that situation, you're doing it separately, right? Though it can still help and we still recommend it, it's just a benefit that a marriage conference gives you Mm -hmm. is that you're working through it together it gives you common vocabulary and uh you know that that's what we've experienced Mm -hmm. that would uh, that's what other couples have told us that they've experienced how much it just helps to go through it together at the same time to get that common vocabulary Mm -hmm. and yeah that that is what you get at a family life Mm -hmm. weekend getaway and uh, so often couples they can they can have different definitions for the same word and that can cause so much frustration and confusion when we're trying to work through the problem but we're working from different understandings and starting points Mm -hmm. and so attending a conference can really help 
to close those gaps. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think, too, you know, there's also marriage mentoring, which is another resource offered by Family Life Canada. We're huge fans we of, of those. And, you know, it, just real briefly, what that's about is really it's a couple who is, you know, one or two seasons along in life, a little bit further in the marriage journey. And, and they meet with couples that are, you know, one or two seasons behind them in marriage. And, and this can help couples really to navigate marriage. It helps to uh, couples to understand that cracks are normal and helps us really to have intentional conversations to deal with those cracks on a, a monthly basis. And so, you know, if anyone wants to know more about any of those resources or want to know more about family life, you know, head on over to the website, familylifecanada.com. All those things are available and ready and, and are there for information. Yeah, no, okay, there's the end of the infomercial. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, hopefully it didn't sound too bad. Like, yeah. Anyways, yeah. We do believe in these things. I was going to say, we do believe. I mean, we work, work We work for they family work. life and, and, and they work. We've seen them work yeah. in, in our lives. We've seen them work in other couples' lives and... Yeah, but you're right. We don't want to make this a infomercial podcast. No, but on, those are two of the many resources that are offered by Family Life Canada that can help us with those potholes right. in marriage. Right, right. All right. So we've identified the crack in in the relationship. And, you know, the, the next step is that we encourage couples to, what we encourage them to do is it's to go to, towards it, to towards the crack. You know, but but what does that look like? Like, how do we practically do that? Like, is, what would be some thoughts that we could share here today with that? Yeah, I think heading towards it, we've already identified it. But then the next thing in heading towards it would be, well, having that honest conversation mm. with our spouse. Right. We, we know that we say this all the time, but it's just true. Having honest conversations about the issues, even the small ones, will help build our marriage relationship. Mm-hmm. And so, and, and when we say that, like we don't want to sound like we need to be nitpicky over every little thing and bring everything up like mm. there, there's some things that too in marriage you just let's light off your back it's like that's no big deal it's it's not a moral issue it's not a real issue maybe it's just a difference mm. and we need to learn to accept our partner for their differences but when it's an issue then we have to actually deal with it. And so again, that work, that intentionality of figuring out what Mm -hmm. it is, right? Right. But then have the honest conversation to help grow that trust and that intimacy and the friendship that really gets burdened and bogged down Mm -hmm. if we don't deal with it because there's this tension or this unresolved stuff in between us. Right, right. So good. And I think like, you know, maybe there's couples out there and having you know an, an open, honest conversation, it's not something that they're used to. Maybe it's something that they feel uncomfortable, right? Like we know people where until they learn this muscle, I actually here myself, right? Until I learned this muscle of how to share and how to have vulnerable and honest conversations for me, especially my feelings, right? It was just really awkward and I would try and avoid, I would try and steer away from from having those kinds of conversations, but leaning into it, exercising that muscle, learning how to have these healthy, honest conversations together has been really beneficial for us. And so what would be some things that can help couples? Because I think we always talk about have the honest conversation, but I don't know if we've really ever kind of got into like what would be some things that 
can help couples to begin to exercise this muscle of having honest conversations together. And, and maybe we have, and I just forget, but let's have that conversation again. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm sure we have talked about it on the podcast, but we'll, we'll do it again because it is important, right? To have some rules of engagement that can really help. Mm. For, for us, a few of the ones that we have are rules like finding the appropriate time to talk. For us, if it's <laughs> yeah. a serious issue or, or something that we need to work through late at night, when we're tired and it's been a long day and we're laying in bed it's not a good time right we we just don't think as clearly we don't speak as clearly and so we really try to avoid having those discuss discussions (laughs) of sensitive things late at night before going to bed Mm -hmm. sometimes obviously you just can't avoid it and you need to you need to deal with it but if possible trying to avoid that Mm -hmm. but yeah we we try to find a time during the day or during one of our coffee dates Mm -hmm. that we have weekly that kind of thing Mm -hmm. yeah another rule of engagement that we've used is reminding ourselves that we're on the same team right like we're not enemies our spouse Mm -hmm. is not our enemy and remembering that we're having these conversations to help bring us closer together as a couple and we're not having these conversations to try and drive us further apart right like our, our spouse is bringing these things up so the crack doesn't turn into one of those potholes and and just Entering into that conversation with that mindset has been really helpful. Knowing that when you're bringing something up, it's actually to make us stronger as a couple. It's not to tear me down or or tear the relationship down, but it's actually meant to build us both up and Mm -hmm. to have the um, relationship become healthier and and one of those things is to enter into the conversation with these honest conversations with the mindset that we're on the same team that we're we're not enemies and we need to be gracious with each other and and that can really help the conversation prolong or or along Proceed. Proceed. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. That can really help the conversation. Yeah. You proceed. don't necessarily want to prolong no, it. No, that's I was like. That was the wrong word. But if I said it, you can feel it in my sentence. So it was so good. It was so good. Yeah. But that does. It makes a big difference in keeping it, again, that healthy, honest conversation. Because yeah. you can have brutal honesty, but that doesn't really get you very far. No. That's <laughs> really quite destructive, honestly. Yeah. yeah. But staying on topic, I think, is another really great rule mm. of engagement that we try to use. And mm-hmm. One suggestion to help with this is to write the issue on a piece of paper, tape that paper to the wall and face it shoulder to shoulder. Um, Not only does this help us to stay on topic, it'll help us work through it as a team. Mm -hmm. And actually, when we had Matt and Josie Jaggers on the podcast last year, they shared how they'll actually use a pillow and they'll be like, the pillow is the issue and they'll Mm -hmm. name the issue and, uh, and they'll put it you know, on the coffee yeah. table or whatever and sit next to each other and focus on that in in trying to work through right. that issue. Yeah. Especially as they were learning this new tool or this new tactic of, of having these honest conversations. Yeah, because yeah. we don't have to tape the issue to the wall anymore. No, like, and they don't use the pillow anymore. No, it, it's, it's in those beginning stages where you're trying to exercise that new muscle and build up that strength. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think, you know, uh, prayer uh, would be... Uh, 
and is part of the rules of engagements is part of our conversations, you know, praying before uh, our conversations. Maybe we have to pray in the middle and, and we definitely would encourage praying at the end of the conversation as well, right? Like bringing these things before the Lord can help us with the other things that we've just talked about today. And, and I mean, you even alluded to it at the very beginning of saying like when we're trying to decide and, and figure out and discern, is this a me issue? Is this a relationship issue? How do I bring this up? Praying through those things is so important. And I just know, you know, the times where I've had to bring things up or wanted to bring things up, when I have prayed about it beforehand, I just have a lot more clarity and processed it in my own thoughts. I have a lot more clarity and can bring it in a very safe way. The times where I haven't prayed about it, the times where I haven't processed and and I just start spewing and, and sharing right like like that leads to the pothole right like very very quickly because i haven't processed those things right and so then the conversation isn't as productive and then you know we may actually not be filling in those cracks we actually may be making the crack even bigger yeah whereas if we can pray beforehand and after and during and, and process all those things we can actually come with, even in our own minds, this game plan of how we're going to fill in this crack. And, and yeah, I've just, in my own life, I've experienced how our conversations are so much better when when I have approached it with prayer. And I'm a, I'm going to go out on a really thick limb here and say, like, you, you have seen it too. <laughs> nope, never. No! <laughs> yes, definitely. Yes, it, it makes a huge difference. And and just to clarify, we're not talking about prayer like it's some magic spell you speak and then it it makes everything better. It's it's really that humble posture of saying, Lord, help us. Yeah. We don't want this to be an issue that drives us apart. We want to resolve it in a way that honors you and glorifies you and brings us closer together. And so that it, it's it's that posture mm-hmm. of, of prayer and humbly seeking God and his direction yeah. in resolving whatever the issue is. Yeah, yeah. And yeah, prayer has made a huge difference in our conversations, in dealing with those issues or mm-hmm. cracks in the marriage and just even everyday life together, yeah. right? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, well, I mean, I always say, you know, it's it's really hard to stay mad at someone that you're praying for. Yeah. Right? Like, like those two just, they don't seem to go hand in, in hand together. Like yes. When we're praying. Anyways. Again, with the prayer in the sense of... God, search me and reveal. Know my heart. Yes, not reveal if there's any wicked ways in me. God, change them. (laughs) You know, like sometimes we can put a weird spin on it, and so just just throwing that out there. No, actually, that's a great catch because. You know, we can pray that the Holy Spirit would speak to our spouse in those areas, but if and if, change their heart and change their heart. But if, I mean, if that's our like, we also need to be, and, and I would say even more so, right? Seeking the Lord, and and I think it's in Psalms where it says, "Search me, O God, and know my heart. Re- reveal if there's any wicked ways in me." Yeah that's when I've said like praying, like that's how I've approached these things. Not like, you know, Lord, it would really be helpful if you would just show Valerie she's wrong. <laughs> like, like that's like, I'm yeah. pretty sure there's also like, that would be, what is it? Uh, pride comes before the fall. Yeah. Or, or manipulative or I don't know. Right. It's just, it gets weird. Right. But that's not what we're saying here. Like when no. I say that like, I'm going before the Lord and praying, like I'm asking God like to, to search me 
reveal these things to me, help me have discernment, help me approach this with gentleness in a way that Valerie will understand, help me, help me communicate in a clear way, you know, help Valerie receive what I'm about to say in a, in a understanding way. Like that's what I mean in prayer. I, it is not, yeah, it is not about changing you or (laughs) in all these things. It is like, Lord, show me work in me yeah and your will be done lord right because sometimes we don't always see the bigger picture and the trials and the difficulties we go through that's that's part of the refining and the sanctifying process that we go through in life and as i've said before marriage is a pressure cooker of (laughs) of refining as we learn to (laughs) love another person right and it's just yeah true it's it's good for us (laughs) yeah yeah hey there's again just a few thoughts Uh, as always just we're just trying to critically think through some things and take different um different approaches different approaches of what's happening out there and having a conversation and today yeah we're talking about cracks and potholes on the podcast yeah and so hopefully next time you see a pothole or a crack in the road (laughs) it'll remind you to think about your marriage and if there's any potholes that need to be addressed within your own marriage right just like the road can get cracks and potholes and it needs to be repaired so do our marriages. Mm. They need that maintenance and repair sometimes. And we believe that over time and with practice, all couples can learn how to identify and go towards those issues and mm. have the the healthy, honest conversations in their relationships to avoid those, those little cracks when they just start becoming these big potholes. Yeah. And as always, we have some processing questions for us uh, here today. And here, here are the questions. Are there any me issues or us issues that need to be identified so they can be worked through? What rules of engagement do we have or would I like to have to help us have healthy, honest conversations? How do I feel about the idea of going towards potholes when they show up in our relationship? Thanks for listening and we'll talk to you next week. Bye. How's your marriage? Maybe you're doing great. Maybe you're feeling a bit disconnected, or maybe you're really stuck. Wherever you're at, there's more. Thousands of couples have discovered more at a Family Life Canada weekend getaway marriage conference. It could be a new beginning, a restart, with practical tools to keep on growing closer and deeper as a couple. We've got getaways coming up at six locations. Just click the pic on your screen right now to learn more, or find the dates and discounts at FamilyLifeCanada.com. Your marriage is worth it.